When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the edition of the Cornwood Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clinton, alongside my right-hand man, Mr. Kev. Got our marketing wizard back in the building, Pat Donahue, and our intern, Samir. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. It's time for podcast and chill. And this episode is titled "The Aftermath of the Skinner Rampage." Um, <laughs> for those of you who did not tune in last with our live stream, our boy Kev was on a Skinner and Whiskey Fuel Rampage. It was incredible. It was admirable, and it was legendary. And we are so proud of him. And yeah, it, was, I learned was, more about Leonard Skinner, listened to more Leonard Skinner in one like continuous sitting than I ever have in my life. Um. We also uh, watched our intern try to defend the Almond Brothers, which would my mother so proud of him, but he lost. Um, and then we Sorry. also had a fullback discussion for the ages when Pat wasn't even here. Like <laughs> He's the so, biggest fan of the fullback on we earth. Talked, we talked in the middle of the NFL playoffs, guys. We talked a grand total. I think I counted last night of seven minutes total of actual football, <laughs> two minutes total of hockey. The rest was just nonsense and it was perfect my question was did he just have sweet home alabama on repeat the entire no, day or okay i was playing um hang on kev i don't want to get fly for copyright i was playing gold and platinum their greatest hits album okay Very like it, i wouldn't put it past you to just have sweet home alabama on repeat for like an hour and a half and just subjects like everyone watching the live to it <laughs> True. Sweet Hope Alabama is on that album, though. But, uh, yeah, no, I was hungover until probably about 2 o'clock today. It was rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's when I think that's when you texted us, right? Put that sh- stuff in the chat with the memes? Probably. I mean, I was doing stuff before then. I was up, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't blame you, but I got up this morning. I was even feeling a little hungover this morning. Um, I woke up for work, and I'm like, fuck. And I went upstairs, made a burrito. I was, like, sitting there eating, drinking coffee, and I'm like... Oh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> Worked until like 5.45. And I haven't really done a job since last Thursday. Everything else has been like short, quick stuff. So it's like, 
literally it was a full-on fledged job with like nothing but heavy stuff all day no light boxes no light furniture it was rocks and like armoires and dressers and all this stuff i hate um all right so we have big news in the nfl world of course yesterday i defended vehemently the eagles new head coaching hire we don't have to go into that again but of course i love the hire and there's a possibly deuce daily could be our oc even though the bears reach out to him today if deuce becomes our offense coordinator i'll be a very happy man Keep that guy in Philadelphia at all costs. Um, also, the biggest one, the one I wanted to lead off with, is Dwayne Haskins. Dewey Haskins himself is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Oh, boy. This is, <laughs> this is great. And, I mean, there is a 1% chance out of 100 that Haskins under Mike Tomlin might be able to, like, be okay as a quarterback because – for the love of God, the amount of weapons between Ebron, Claypool, Johnson, and James Washington, that automatically beats whatever he had in, in Washington. Because Juju's leaving, most likely. It's like an, I heard 70% is what they're leaning towards Juju bailing and going to another team because his contract's up and no uh, offer's been put out yet. But I don't know. But the other 99% is this is going to be just either him being a backup or this being freaking hysterical. So, Pat, you missed yesterday. You take lead off here. Dwayne Haskins, Pittsburgh. What's your initial reaction? I Like, why? Why would you – why? Why are we doing this? Why are we giving Dwayne Haskins, like, another shot? Like, I mean, he's he's not going to be the starter, right? Like, he's – you know, Mason Rudolph is probably going to start over him, right? Yeah. Thank I God. mean, I don't know because Mason Rudolph may be one of the – to quote the great Pat McAfee – is one of the worst starting quarterbacks you've ever seen take a snap in the NFL. Mason Rudolph, for how good he was at Oklahoma State, it makes no sense why he's this bad in the NFL. Because I've seen guys who were backups in college do better as starters in the NFL. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. But, yeah, Mason Rudolph's dog crap, so I don't know about that. They may have to get Josh Dobbs off his rocket base somewhere in NASA to take snaps because that's about their only hope. Like, I don't I think want, this is going to work. I want someone to, like, make this make sense to me. Like, I, I thought we've just kind of learned at this point that Dwayne Haskins shouldn't be playing. I, it just, it's, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, Drew Locke's going to be, Drew Locke's out of two years left in Denver, but they might cut him after the season. I feel like he's a, a guy who could go to a, uh, go to a, co- a team with a coach who actually knows how to develop quarterbacks and just say, hey, listen, Drew, you're going to sit behind this old guy for two years. And you're going to learn how to play quarterback the real way. And then, oh, look, you got a guy with a top five arm with actual quarterback tutelage. I think, honestly, Drew Locke's career would be better off if Denver lets him go because they clearly don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to developing quarterbacks. Now, they're going to go draft another one or they're going to get one free and see like a Matthew Stafford. And that's going to put a bandaid on it for about five minutes. I mean, Big Ben doesn't have two years left. Do you? Said Drew Locke would be sitting for two. Oh years. no 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 no! no. Talk, I, that was that was about any team who picks him up. I I couldn't think of a team off the top of my head, but like a team that maybe has about okay. a quarterback with about two years left of, of shelf life. Okay, Tampa Bay. Would be an example. Yeah, I yeah. I could see uh, I could see Arians loving Drew Locke's arm strength. But it's it's interesting. I don't hate the move actually. I don't like Dwayne Haskins. I never really thought he was that good, but their best option is if Big Ben comes back, you have him or Mason Rudolph. That's what it comes down to. I don't want either of those guys. I think Dwayne Haskins has more of an upside 
than either of them. You might go three and thirteen. You might do that with Big Ben and Mason Rudolph all year. It's possible. You could sneak into the playoffs. It, this does not hurt their ceiling or their floor. I, I mean, it, it's definitely we're gonna have to. It's, it's also gonna really depend on Kev. I see your point. It's really just gonna come down to what the Bengals do, what the Ravens do, and what the Browns do. Because right now the Browns made it the deepest in the playoffs, at least by calendar, um, and they took the defending champs basically down to the wire and a Chad Henney miracle run. So I, I I don't think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh got embarrassed last two weeks ago. So I think I don't think this is their last move to make a quarterback. I think they're gonna bring in Haskins and be like, listen, let's see what you got. Let's see what Mason's got. If not, like they may be on the phone trying to see if they can get a veteran quarterback who gets cut or so. I don't know. Like Pittsburgh. Pick up Cam Newton. Pittsburgh's in, I would love Cam Newton in, in there, by the way, because What's easier for Cam Newton to hit? A guy who's six foot four who runs a four four. That's basically Cam Newton's dream. He's like, I don't have to be accurate. I just have to throw it a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin Benjamin half the weight though. Double the speed. Yeah. Also, it's not that surprising that Mason Rudolph did not play well. He was a third round pick out of the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve doesn't really play defense. If you're not a first round pick out of them, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Also, uh, he is not the quarterback, the most disappointing quarterback ever. So, I mean, good for him, I guess. All right. You guys ready to break down these games? Because we did a rapid fire pick to get the show over last night at about an hour and 40 minutes. Um, all right. So here we go. We'll, we'll take lead off here. Uh, breaking news as of what kept two hours ago. Antonio Brown is out for Sunday. If the, the Steelers do win, um, the yeah, Steelers, well, force habit of uh, the Bucks do win. Um, they should have him back for the Super Bowl if they do end up beating Green Bay. It is at 3.05. What are you guys thinking for Green Bay versus Tampa? Shootout. Absolute shootout. I'm here for it, too. I I feel like it's going to be like one of those games where it's it's going to be like each team throws up like pushing 40 points and I'm I've, I really can't wait to see what both powerhouse offenses can throw together I Kev uh I think I think the loss of Antonio Brown's gonna suck but it's not going to derail the Bucks. he was their third fourth option at times sometimes his fifth option if Ronald Jones is back 100% healthy it, it's not going to be I mean people forget the Bucks had Aaron Rodgers number earlier in the year and I know the saying it's hard to beat a team twice, but it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I do think it's going to be relatively high scoring. I don't think they're going to hold the Steelers to – or not Steelers, the Packers to six points, I think it was, this season. Um, but I, I still think the Bucks are going to win. Intern. Uh, I'm thinking the Packers here. However, with Antonio Brown out, I love Tyler Johnson. I hope he has a big game. And I hope he maybe catches a touchdown because that catch against the Saints last week was – Incredible. Incredible. Jinx. Like, yeah, that's, oh yeah, my god. I, I owe you a soda because you can't drink beer anyway. Oh, um, yeah. right, cranberry. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but but I think I don't know the way Rogers is playing this year. I think it's unreal, and I think behind now they're using those three backs, and I think they used those three backs very effectively against the Rams, and I think they 
have a chance, even though the Bucks' run defense is great, I think they have a, have a chance to kind of switch things up with the three backs and kind of keep them on their toes enough for uh, Rodgers to kind of exploit the secondary with a with some play action on with Devontae Adams. I think that'll be the uh, the breaker there. Also, Vita Vea or Vey, I think it's Vita Vea. He's back. He's off the injured list, so he'll be playing. That's a big that's a big boost for the Bucks run defense right there. Yeah. It's gonna be it, my biggest thing about this game is one you guys are getting me and Kev's favorite white boy, Scotty Miller. Like oh, yeah. I, 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 I love that man. Watching him run a double move is so clean. It's just his footwork. How has this guy just kind of just been there in Tampa? Oh, I forgot. James, unless you're six foot five, James Winston couldn't actually see you. <clears throat> um, basically, I mean, yeah, AB, uh, Kevin's like got a point. He was like their fourth option at some points during the year. You do have Connor Brady still playing great. You have that three-headed, mo- two-headed, three-headed monster at running back for Tampa as well. I don't think they're really going to lose it. They might lose a half a step for about a little, uh, maybe a quarter, and they'll figure out how to work their way around it. Um, my biggest thing here is keeping Brady upright against that pass rush. And then because the Smith played a hell of a game against, uh, the Rams and, um, the last thing is, can the, the defense of the Buccaneers do what they did last time? And that's punch the green Bay offense repeatedly in the mouth from four, one to four. End to end, just keep on just beating the snot out of them. If they can, we're looking at Tommy Touchdown taking on the Buffalo Bills, hopefully one more time. Um, with that in mind, let's move on to the AFC title games. Kickoff 640. Um, I'll be home to watch that. I'm gonna be at, I'm gonna be at my boy's house for um, the NFC title games. That should be interesting. When I'm at when I'm watching the Bucks game, when I'm watching the Bucks, they're pretty good about winning games. Um, What's the feeling? Buffalo, Kansas City, Pat, you missed last night. I'll let you run first here. What what are you leaning on with this game? Where are you so, going? Mahomes is is starting, right? Yeah, they announced it about two hours ago, I believe. I was okay. Um yeah, I, I feel like it's it's gonna be a similar template. Like Buffalo's gonna have to approach the, the their game plan with a similar template that uh the Browns did last week, which is just keep keep the ball away from Mahomes and just make sure he doesn't get the opportunity to to make plays. Um how effectively you can even do that, though, is beyond me. Because, again, give Pat Mahomes any amount of time with his offense uh, and his like, gameplay, and he's going to he's gonna turn it against you. Um, I still think Casey wins this, though. I don't. It, it would take a lot for, for Buffalo's defense to, uh, to get me to think that Buffalo wins this. All right, boys. I know where you will agree. Yeah. <laughs> Which Pat like kind of predicted. I mean, look, I don't. I don't even want to say it because I felt really bad. I think I texted you guys when that injury happened. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, you know. But so Pat, want to do my want to like play the lottery for me next week? Yes, yeah, sure, man. I got you. <laughs> Let's put. The, well, I'll give you forty five percent of the winnings. Forty five. Come on. I mean, I still gotta go buy the ticket. Oh no, you buy the ticket. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah. So it seems like I'm buying a lottery ticket then. No, I'm funding you <laughs> by the lottery ticket. Oh, okay, yeah, that works. All right, so. All right, here we go. Um, Kev, Buffalo or Casey? I, I know where you picked last night, but that wasn't a, a Leonard Skinner feel rage. I mean, Buff, it's Buffalo. I think their offense is good enough to keep up with the Chiefs. 
And their defense is – no one's defense is really good enough to stop the Chiefs, but you have to make them stumble. You have to make them make a mistake, trip up, and that's what it's going to come down to. And I think the Bills' defense is phenomenal, and Stephon Diggs gives that team a huge boost. Their run game is very good, even without um, – is Moss out? Yeah, Moss might – I don't know. Is Moss might – I think he – they put him on IR, so I think he was, he's out. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, so if he's on IR, he's out. I think he can come back for the Super Bowl if they win. But even without him, Singletary is a good running back. Um, the, the old dude from Atlanta. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman, thank you. I don't know why. Well, I know why my brain's fried today. Uh, didn't get all his sleep in. Uh, didn't drink a lot of water. But I, I think the Bills are going to be fine. All right, intern. All right, a few things. First off. Just looked up Zach Moss's injury. He just got surgery. And second off, on the little Google search bar, uh, I saw from, what is it, uh, Bill's Wire, that PFF predicts the Bills will add Chris Carson in free agency, which is a move that I like. Um, but anyways, about the game, I think I've been going back and forth about this. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, I just think that I don't think, the run game is good for the Bills, but I don't think it's dominant enough to keep the ball in their possession uh, long enough for Mahomes to kind of be short on time there. But uh, talking about the Bills' defense, I think uh, something that we should be watching is the fast linebackers uh, for the Bills against Travis Kelsey, uh, Milano and Edmonds against Kelsey. I think those are two linebackers that match up against him really well and can keep up with him. So I think that might be an interesting matchup and something that could change the game big time. Also, I don't believe, and uh, Samir, if you want to quickly just get clarification here, I check if uh, Tremaine Edmonds played when uh, the Bills played the Chiefs. I think it was like week eight, seven or eight. Um, but I don't remember. Um, it was a Monday night or Monday afternoon game or something. I think it was right before Halloween. So, yeah, it was right before uh, Steelers and Titans that week. So, yeah, no, I don't remember Edmonds playing in that game. If he did, then that's not a good sign for my point here. But he did play. I, he did play. Okay. So either way, like both of you brought up, the speed of that Buffalo defense is what makes Andy Reid cringe. And it's not one particular guy. They have the best safety combo in the league. They have a top five corner. They have an underrated pass rush. And two very aggressive and fast linebackers. Do I think Kansas City is going to put up a ton of points? Oh, I would guarantee it. But do I think that this game is going to be coming down to the final possession? Oh, yes. But do I think Buffalo is going to win? Yeah. I think Kansas City, I think Mahomes' neck injury is going to catch up with them. I think it's he's going to play, but there's going to he won't be able to make the turning, ripping rocket throw off his back foot and hit Kelsey wide open, cutting across the backside of the formation. He is going to be a lot of textbook, all right, Mahomes, beat us without doing your crazy stuff. I uh, I still love that meme where it's like if the Browns' uh, KC game was the game on Nickelodeon, yeah. it's <laughs> Mahomes with the googly eyes. It's so messed up. Oh I showed God. that to my coworker, and he oh, I thought he was going to have stuff coming out of his nose. He was laughing yeah. so hard. No, I, I did. When I, I saw it, I was like... I, I had to stop and just laugh for like a full two minutes. That was that was amazing. All right, um, all right. So la- so right now, 
Kevin's Super Bowl is uh Kev, your Super Bowl is uh mine, same same as mine, right? Uh Bucks okay. and uh Bills. Samir, yours is Packers and Chiefs, and Pat, yeah. yours is Packers and Chiefs. Uh it's actually gonna be uh Tampa Bay, uh Chiefs. Tampa Bay Chiefs, okay. So all right, so basically me and Kev, uh, the or the OGs over here, just know we're we're just smarter than everyone else, Kev. It's just what happens, I guess. Um Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, Pat. All right, let's we'll go to that record of Pat being eliminated before the score even started in that big challenge. Jeez. All right, moving on. Um, some sad news in the world of sports today. Um, the home run king, or at least the home run king for baseball purists, and honestly, he's still the home run king in my eyes, even if Bonds passed him. But uh, Hank Aaron passed away today. Um, we to understand what Hank Aaron was like for just for african-american athletes in sports and everything else we could go into it for hours what the influence he did and he was like i'm not gonna say he's like the first dominant african-american athlete but in baseball he's one of the considered one of the greatest players ever all-time home run king played for 22 seasons i believe tops in rbis are top three i think i think Um, he's number one he might still be number one because he played forever and had one of the fu- most just fun swings in baseball. Looked like a lumberjack trying to take a just a hell swing at a, a tree. It was great. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I saw on like YouTube and Emma and uh, Fox like they were uh, showing videos of his home run when he uh, passed Babe Ruth, and uh, was just a great ambassador of the game of baseball and for. African-American athletes everywhere and just athletes everywhere. So uh, he will be missed. And uh, it's a really sad day for baseball fans. So let yeah, me read let you me these stats. The other thing. First, I'm, I'm, first all-time in RBIs. First all-time extra bases. First in total bases. First in all-star appearances. 25 all-star appearances. Second in, yeah, second in home runs, but really in my eyes first as well. Third in hits and tied for fourth in runs. Wow. Like absolutely incredible. I mean, what an absolute tank. I think it's even so as, like, that they used to have multiple All Star games a year. <laughs> Is that true? I do. He know played twenty two seasons. He played fifty four to seventy six, and he has twenty five All Star games. Huh. It's weird. Um. Also, I I want to comment on something that luckily they've stopped doing. But it was the dumbest thing in all of sports. The belief amongst baseball writers that they weren't going to vote someone in because they knew everyone else would. And because Babe Ruth didn't get in unanimously, nobody could. Dumbest thing in all of sports. Who was the first unanimous? Was that Rivera? Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I got to see Rivera pitch live once, and even it was his final season, I thought it was incredible. That the cr- fact hit- that Rivera was unanimously in was deserved, but he should not have been the first. Oh, no, not even close. Yeah, like, not like even. 15 no. players off the bat. I, Ken like, Griffey Jr. should have been unanimous. Randy Johnson should have been unanimous. Nolan Ryan, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Bacon, um, Ted Williams. Ted Williams, yeah, Teddy Ballgate, Kevin's boy. Pedro Martinez should have been unanimous too. None of these guys were no, unanimous. No, the first was no. 
Rivera in 2016, Kevin? No, I think it was a little uh, more recent. Maybe yeah, it was not 2016 because I think Ken Griffey was. Griffey was 16. Yeah, Griffey was 16. Griffey retired and, the year after uh, Randy did. Randy was 15, and I couldn't go because it was stupid final. My dad was going to buy me tickets because Randy Johnson was my favorite athlete as a kid, and I was heartbroken. As uh, a tw- Rivera was 2019. Okay. The fact that it took until 2019 for us to get a unanimous voting was ridiculous. I, like, I don't get how that's like how that Stupid. works like i think i was at a game when th- that hole was in I- i've gone to, like so many games during that induction i want to go to have you, any of you guys been to cooperstown yeah no. never i really want to i'm surprised that i haven't already i'm i'm like, hopefully I, oh, okay. I was young my sister had like a soccer clinic there or something or whatever so i went and we just went to uh cooperstown um i hopefully my parents went to canton last year they drove through it they didn't actually go in the hall of fame but Canton, I want to go see, and I want. I've, I've been to. I've been to um, Springfield. It's yeah. Okay. I th- it's it's it, it's it's eh. the NBA Hall of Fame is kind of just there. Um, yeah, it does kind of just look like it's like a like a like a rundown museum. Like it, I feel like it's. Like it was kind of cool though, because there were a couple of pros there that day, but like there was also a cheerleading competition there that day, so like the whole place was like a nut house. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to go see Cooperstown. I want to go see Canton. So. Um, yeah, so RIP to Hank Aaron, one of the one of the greatest of all time. But uh, we have some Patriots news, boys. Matty Frat Boy's coming back to New England. <laughs> He's coming home. I'm honestly, I'm excited. I I liked what he did with the with the defense when he was here. Um, although the capacity that he's going to be involved with the team, I'm not really fully aware of. Kevin, you said before show that he's going to do like scouting or something. It's going to be a weird combination. No one really knows what it is. It's at a role similar to what Mike Lombardi's was in New England. Uh, they're working on it. It's He's just going to work on, like, special projects and help out how he can. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to have him back regardless. I don't think I don't think he was a good head coach, and it just wasn't the right fit for him in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I don't—I think by the end he wasn't a very good defensive coordinator either. But he's he's useful. He's been in the game for a while. He knows what he's doing. It'll it'll help. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, Samir, this is your special assignment. You are going to lead us in UFC 257, the return of the notorious Conor McGregor Saturday. I may have to somehow find a way to watch this fight. I don't know. I, none of my buddies have like said they were gonna watch it, or you know, with COVID, it's kind of getting a little hard to go watch it by your buddy's house. But I could help Sam- you with that. Samir, lead into UFC 257, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Did I pronounce it? Uh, Poirier. Poirier. Close enough. Okay. French enough. Uh, I'm very excited for this fight. First off, okay, I love Conor. Of course, how can you not love Conor? But I love Poirier more. The guy's a great guy. He he does all this charity work. He's just the, one of the nicest guys in the UFC. And he was intern champion, but he he fought Connor before. Connor knocked him out. So it was always all right. You, you got the belt, but I mean you're not as good as Connor. You're not a top guy. And I just want to see it happen. I want to see the upset. 
Will it happen? I'm going to say probably not. Connor's locked in. He's, he said something to Stephen A. Smith. He was like, first off, he's going back to lightweight, which is, I think, gives Poirier a chance. So he's going back down to lightweight, so he cut a lot of weight. It's the first time he fought in lightweight in like maybe five or so years. So it's, you know, a kind of an adjustment for him, but I still think he'll be fine. I want to see the upset happen. Probably won't happen. Connor said that he wants to have like seven fights within the next 14 months, which is just outrageous. And he just, he's like, I just want to, he, he said something in the press conference. He was like, uh, like championships, like yada, yada, money that comes and goes. What stays for a fighter's career, it's the highlights. He wants the highlights. He wants to go there and fucking knock motherfuckers out. And that's going to be his goal for the next two years. That's and great. like, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm excited for both ways. And then the co-main is also, um, uh hooker versus chandler dan hooker versus michael chandler which is another lightweight fight um so that's exciting just because you know we don't know what khabib's gonna do he said he's gonna stop fighting um well he, he had his last fight he's 29 and 0 uh his father unfortunately passed away so after that last fight he was like i can't fight without my father i'm done i'm retiring and dana white is trying to get him back to come in and essentially what uh the latest report was it's a maybe. He's gonna he's gonna watch the fight uh, with Connor and Dustin uh, on Saturday, and if they do something really special, like to get him back in to go for that 30 and 0, he'll do it. So I think those boys are gonna put on a show. Um, any good other fights in the prelims, or is it just basically that uh, that semi event? Uh, I mean those those that those code names are good. Um, Andrew Sanchez versus uh, Mahmoud Muradov. Muradov. I don't. I, I think I'm messing that up. That's going to be a good uh, middleweight middleweight fight. And then uh, a flyweight for the women's Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwood. Uh, that's going to be a, a tight one. Uh, Calderwood is actually favored by Vegas, which is weird, considering I think Jessica I has a better record and she's ranked higher. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I mean the card will be decent. I mean prelims. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brad Tavares is fighting in the prelims. Uh, he's kind of an up and comer. Besides that, uh, I mean, nothing to go crazy about. But no names that we'd recognize, like no Cerrones, nothing like that. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. All right. Well, that will be on ESPN Plus, and uh, you guys can check it out. It should be a good fight. Uh, last Connor fight I watched beside um two. I've watched the last two. I've actually watched. I I think I've watched every Connor fight. At least every one since, like, 2014. So, yeah. yeah I've, seen every, I've seen every Bones fight, and I've seen every Connor fight. So I don't, I don't think I've ever watched, like, a fight, whether it be boxing or, like, any UFC stuff, start to finish. UFC, watching a Bones fight is annoying because he went from being this knockout artist to just, like, just waiting for you to slip up, and then you just... It looked like a great white attacking a seal. It wasn't even fair. Um, with Connor, it's weird because the Khabib fight was just depressing because yeah. Connor just was trying to get at him, and then you just had Khabib getting him in these headlocks, and it was just like sad because there's nothing Connor could do. And then this is why I think Khabib's a scumbag. Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor threw something at his fucking his fucking bus. Whatever. It's like get over it. I, I, yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. Great over is not the right word for it, but at the same time, 
Then, like, you had guys from Khabib's camp jump into the ring and take swing shots at Conor after the fight's over. I'm like, yo, like, y'all should be arrested. Like, the, f- the hell's wrong with you? But uh, that's assault. That's not fighting anymore. But, um, yeah, so the, it's going to be good to see Conor back in the ring. He's UFC's biggest star. Besides Bones, like, there's nobody bigger than Conor McGregor. And uh, uh, there's nobody bigger than Conor McGregor. That's that's why I meant like Conor McGregor, like Bones is like, I guess like their semi, he's like kind of like their bad boy. You have Conor who's like their main belt. He's their, he's their, he's their pay-per-view getter. This should probably snap the smash every ESPN plus pay-per-view number by a hot country mile. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Conor McGregor sense. also has more of a bad boy air around him than John Bones. John Bones, the only reason why he has that moniker is because he fucking did cocaine all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of getting sick of Bones. I mean, listen, like, watch yourself, intern. (laughs) I mean, the the guys on Twitter just spewing nonsense. Like, he is just going nuts. And honestly, I'm just excited for that Bones uh, Adesanya fight, and I think that's gonna be a. And they're waiting for it. I swear, are you gonna like if that's during the summer? I think you you and me have to find like a place to go watch this because you're gonna not want to be. I'm gonna need somebody to be around me while watching that fight. I get nervous john jones fights i get like eagles game nervous for some reason like the 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 cormier fight where like i think it was round three he knocked cormier out mm-hmm. i was just like jittery the entire time i was just like uh and then he knocked cormier and i'm like let's go and then daniel then um what was what was his fucking name um head of usc what's his name dana Dana Dana. White was just like, you know, that's my boy Cormier, so you did roids. (laughs) I still, I still do not, but you don't, you cannot pass the first test and then a day before, like a day of the day of the fight, fail the second test. That's not how steroids actually work, but good job, Dana. So, Kev, got anything weird before we roll on out? I do actually. Uh, This is also UFC related. Ooh, I'm excited. One of the fights this week, uh, I don't think it was the co-main event. No, that was um, Chandler versus Hooker. But one of the other ones on the card for the final night was going to be Bulldozer versus Steamroller. Uh, Bulldozer, Otman, he's from Germany, but he's Moroccan. He was supposed to fight Matt, Matt Frivola. There it is. He has been kicked out of UFC. He is no longer allowed to fight ever for the UFC uh, for UFC because he broke COVID protocols. His he and his team cut off their wristbands, gave it to someone. The guy taped it on, showed up with a bag, went into a room at a hotel at the hotel, shimmied across four balconies, <laughs> went shimmied. into the room, dropped the bag off, changed his clothes, and left. When security tried to stop him, he wouldn't stop. And apparently, according to Dana White, it's all on camera what happened. Wow, that makes Watergate look uh, look so good. <laughs> Pat goes automatically to Watergate. I I just have in my mind now this vision of Richard Nixon shibbying across four balconies <laughs> to get into the Democrats' office. Oh, my God. All right. So, fellas... Um, now I open the floor to you as we kick last call here. This is what is your biggest thing you are excited for in sports in 2021? You got the NBA season just kicked off. MLB is in two and a half months. 
Uh, we're going to have the NFL 2021 season also as well. Um, so, and hockey. So I'll give you three. What are three big things you personally are looking forward to in the tw- year of 2021 sports? I'm like I'm really excited now that we're kind of at that spot to like open up uh, stadiums again. Um, so it's not really just specifically. My thing is like I want to go to a football game uh, next year. Things kind of work out that way, or I guess this year now because we're in January. Um, but so definitely being able to just go to like live sporting events hopefully is is my number one. She's um, I'm actually excited for like the first time trying to actually first time in a few years trying to like sit down and watch basketball again. Um, I, you know, as like a kid, like, I mean, every kid played, um, but like as a kid, I liked it and enjoyed like watching it. So I'm, I'm kind of glad to get this little piece back. Um, and also college football. I'm, I'm excited to get back into, to, well, to get into college football. Um, I don't know if you're at the whole season or like last season, I was talking about how like, you know, I'm watching more games and everything, but, uh, going into this next season is going to be a big deal for me. Kev. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to see kind of a Patriots revamped offense this year that they have to do. They have to get a new quarterback, get new receivers. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm excited for the Bryce Young, John Mechie connection next year. Mechie's going to be another year better. Bryce Young's got another year in the system. I think Bill O'Brien's going to be a very good offensive coordinator, actually, as well as Doug Marone, the offensive line coach for Alabama now. After uh, Tennessee fans wanted him to be their head coach, I was like, yeah, you want to be coaching our offensive line? And finally, Alabama men's basketball. 12-3 overall, 7-0 and in the SEC. They are ranked 18th right now. They're projected to be the number two seed come tournament time. Nate Oates is doing great things. And also... Arkansas's coach, Eric Musselman, is soft as baby shit. He blocked me on Twitter, as long with a lot of other people on dumb Twitter. Soft. All right, intern, <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Like, what is got you jumping for 2021 sports? All right. First off, last year, I hate to say it, the MLB season sucked. Yes, like the Dodgers won, I will say. Yeah, that. I mean, well, I mean, first off, the Dodgers won. Second off, like just the feel of the 60 game season was like it didn't feel like baseball. It felt like a sprint. It felt like it felt like basketball. It felt like football, where it's like, all right, every game. Like I understand. Okay, yes, every game counts, but I'm meaning like the like the long drawn out process of the MLB season, where it's like it's a marathon. You gotta. Like we need consistent hitting, like because any guy could go on a like a 60 game great streak. That doesn't necessarily mean you know that you're gonna be a great player the entire year. Like Eric Thames, remember like first two months the guy was jacking home runs a couple years back, and then, and then he they was, figured out how to pitch to him and it was all over. Exactly. So I'm 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 excited to go back to like you know the real traditional feeling of baseball. Uh, happy to see DJ back in the pinstripes. Uh, and see if Corey Kluber can turn around the rotation. I don't know. Um, second thing uh, I'm excited for is hopefully the Giants get a shiny new offensive weapon that we can flex around. Hopefully Jalen Waddle. I see a lot of mocks 
mock drafts saying we're taking Pitt, which I don't know. I feel like we're just not going to give up on Ingram, and it's going to be gross, and we're just going to have to deal with it. Or he's the next Ingram, and you're screwed either way. <laughs> that too. Uh, but I'm excited to have like that, like the revamped Giants offense, hopefully with Saquon back uh, and a, a cool new wide receiver one, and hopefully Danny takes at least a serviceable step to being like a, a game manager that can you know keep the ball like you know not turn the ball over as much and you know just be serviceable i I don't need 40 touchdowns 25 might be nice anything more than 11 might be nice uh but yeah and then the third thing is college football uh, as well because ever since joining the podcast it's time for me to get deep into college football and you know i say i'm a michigan state fan loosely Uh, i pick michigan state in middle school uh, in sixth grade, I was at a bar mitzvah. They were giving out little pennants, and I was like, oh, I like green. I'll take Michigan State. I put that up on my wall. I was like, okay, I guess I'm a Michigan State fan. Uh, newsflash, now that I'm getting to college football deeper, uh, we stink. Uh, so if any anybody uh, from a different college fan base wants to sway me, wants to court me to their college, because, of course, I go to BU, and we don't have a football team, and it stinks. But if, I, if someone would like to woo me, uh, hashtag – uh woo the intern that's gonna be a new movement get me onto your uh, college football that's, team that could really have some negative connotations we have to make it <laughs> yeah no we're I think like, it. It's, i'm using that like a can we get like a just, lawyer before no that? <laughs> we do it all right we're gonna do it but we just have to make sure we block bill clinton on all our twitters <laughs> that's all we have to do and make sure we don't have any bill clinton's working for us but also samir you know who you want to join no, don't run the dark the side. The dark side. One, two, three college football playoff wins. Another 15 non-CFC wins. Three a lot of wins. DCS championship wins. Where is the where is like the underdog to it? Yeah, like, I was gonna like say I do love an underdog. I mean, I'm a Giants fan for God's sakes, for Pete's sakes. It's like rooting for the Patriots if you pick the freaking tie, man. Like, damn, dude. If you're looking for underdog, look no further than West Point's Black Knights, man. <laughs> never winning a national title in the next yeah, 30 years. They're never even gonna go to a game. Like they were lucky. Well, I mean, not lucky to have a bowl game because you know they do play bowl games, but like. You also you get like the the added you know uh, Commander in Chiefs trophy drama like there's so much stuff like and they have a really cool alma mater at the end of every every game so you know just throw it out there you know <laughs> all right um I'm not if we want we'll talk later about rooting for Miami I think that you that might appeal to you too it is a green team by the way um green and orange surprisingly a good combo all right my three things I'm looking forward in sports I could have said. You know, I'm looking forward to my Diamondbacks. I'm not. They got some good young players, but we just continue to screw ourselves with free agency, so I'm not looking forward to that. All right. Timberwolves. Towns has been out for two weeks. They suck. Anthony Edwards looks like he's going to be a great player, but it's not much hope right now this season. What I am looking forward to is hopefully on February 7th, I watch the Buffalo Bills raise their first Lombardi trophy, and I watch the city of Buffalo crumble to the ground and be rebuilt in two hours that city is going to erupt if they win that because that is the best fan base in all of pro football i don't care what you say like they 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 won they put their billboard up in foxborough it's beautiful but all i will say is that they just it's just so much fun to watch
Secondly, ice sports again. No drama, like less drama with the COVID. Um, just like focusing more on an off season where it's less COVID drama, more. Oh God, this they signed who? Oh, this team's loading up with who? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And last but not least, is my two football teams. You fuckers managed to give me hope and optimism within twenty within forty eight hours. My Miami Hurricanes landing Stevenson Johnson and Rambo out of the out of the uh, the portal, having a top ten recruiting class this year ranked, and on top of that. Finally fired Mike Rumpf as the defensive backs coach. I love Mike Rumpf. He did so much for our 2001 Canes team. But Demarcus Van Dyke is such a better coach for a corner for defensive backs. And my Philadelphia Eagles. The unhealthy relationship I have with you is historically documented and mentally scarring. You found a way to get a guy who I didn't get too excited about, but thought about. And actually realized it was the best fit. You can't get Frank Reich? Get his right-hand man. It's still You still can promote Deuce. You still have somebody who Howie and, and Glenn Dorsey and um, Jeffrey Lurie can tell, hey, listen, don't do this, do that. Um, you got that. You got you traded out one visor for another, which also makes me happy. Visor-wearing coaches. That's where it's at. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Somehow, my football teams gave me hope in the last 48 out, uh, 72 hours, and it's hysterical to me. But, uh, yeah, so my three things. Um, that about wraps it up for Podcast and Chill. This is number seven on this edition. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday to talk some football. I think Patty might have to stop by to, to defend and see if his Super Bowl can, contribution came true. Uh, one show... Next week, we might just do the Tuesday and call it a week because there's going to be nothing next week except for the Senior Bowl, I believe. So um, that's about wraps it up. I'm Jared. That's Kev. That's Pat. That's the intern, Samir. We will catch you guys on Tuesday. Go watch some football. Drive safe. Enjoy the weekend. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.